Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Do you know that God selected Jeremiah not at his birth, not when he was conceived in the womb of his mother, but in eternity past? God selected Jeremiah, a unique prophet that would come forth with a unique prophecy. He was to be the prophet to the nations. Well, I'm telling you this because in just a moment, we're going to study about Jeremiah and how he understood God's creative acts as it relates to Bible prophecy. This is something we need to understand, and if you'll stay tuned, we'll have a study on that subject in just a moment. Let me remind you that I have a series entitled Jeremiah, A Unique Prophecy, which is a five-hour audio series on CD. It talks about a unique prophet, a unique prophecy, and a unique purpose. We think about the creation concepts as it relates to Jeremiah's message. We'll do that in just a moment. Jeremiah and the Jew, Jeremiah and the Judgment, and Jeremiah and Babylon. These are the titles of the five different parts on this five-hour audio series on the book of Jeremiah. You can order it. We'll tell you how to do it. But first, let's have a study thinking about Jeremiah's creation concepts. The book of Jeremiah, we're going to continue our study and seeing how Jeremiah basically is speaking to the issues of the day. Yesterday, we touched base with the uh, fact of pro-life, anti-abortion, and the fact that a person who accepts and believes that you can abort a child, murder a child in the womb of its mother, then would reject biblical prophecy because it was the prophet Jeremiah who before he was formed in the belly of his mother, before that the Lord knew him, had a relationship with him, then set him aside, sanctified him, and ordained him in eternity past, making a decision in eternity past to call him forth as a prophet to the nations. So we dealt with that. Today, if I had to title this, it would be entitled Jeremiah and Creation. Jeremiah and Creation. And I want to look uh, quickly at what the Word of God in the book of Jeremiah has to say about that subject today. We are being, in, we're being inundated with information contradictory to the Word of God. We are being basically propagandized to believe that it has been billions of years since the Big Bang took place and where we are today. I don't care where you are, no matter what you're doing, uh, in almost every area of life, and in particular, the way the human government of the world, but in particular the United States, makes decisions is based upon their philosophy of evolution, their faith in that religion of evolution. And that's right, I said that correctly. I did not mean to say the science of evolution because that would be an oxymoron. Science means you have to have been able to observe something happening. True science, brought into existence by Francis Bacon, said you had to be able to recreate the experiment so we can prove, you can see it happening over and over again. And so it is a religion that we are being confronted with called evolution. Just as by faith we must accept creation. Both of these philosophies have to be accepted by faith. 
Now, instead of taking a blind leap off of a cliff and receiving some kind of a death sentence below, when I accept the philosophy of evolution, I've decided to go with what seems to be most appropriate to how we came into existence, but, of course, based upon what the Word of God has to say. Now, based upon that, let's look at Jeremiah from that context of evolution and creation, and Jeremiah and creation. There are several locations, I'm not going to take you to every one of them, our time will not allow us to do that, but several locations in the book of Jeremiah that deals with his connection to creation, thinking at first about the prophet and creation. Look at verse 5 of chapter 1. Again, rehearsing that verse that we spent some time with yesterday, but again, this is helping us to understand the connection between creation and the prophet, the prophet and creation. Verse 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That verse alone stands by itself to say before man ever came into existence, God was there. God made these decisions to ordain this man, having set him aside for a special purpose. And that's, in fact, what the word means when he said, before I purposed in you, gave a purpose for you in the womb, before I formed you, before I, as a potter, took the clay and shaped it, before all of that, I was here. Now, the call of this prophet is based upon the connection to creation. And Jeremiah writes down what God relates to him and helps him to understand. So from the very outset of the, the book of, of uh, Jeremiah, he's dealing with the prophet in creation. Go over to chapter 5 now with me just for a moment. I'll just touch base with some of these verses here in Jeremiah that deal with the prophet and creation. Chapter 5 and verse 22. Chapter 5 and verse 22. Fear ye not me. Now remember, as I divided the book of Jeremiah, chapters 2 all the way to 51 were messages of judgment. Chapter 1 was the call of the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 52, a rehearsal of how prophecy that Jeremiah gave was fulfilled, the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Chapters 2 through 45, a message of retribution against the Jewish people, and in particular against Judah, the two tribes that were in the south. Chapters 46 to 51, a message of retribution against the neighbors of the Jewish people. We'll develop that a bit more on Thursday. But here now, he is giving the prophecies. Actually, he gives 13 messages to Judah, and this is part of one of them as he begins his messages of retribution. Verse 22, fear ye not me, he's asking the question, saith the Lord, will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed, now here's the reason you ought to be trembling at my presence, he says, I'm the one which hath placed the sand for the bound of the sea by my perpetual degree. I spoke and the sand would stop the sea, it would be the border of the sea. The waters could not go any farther than where I wanted them to go. Isn't that amazing? Presently in our world, this earth is probably about 70% water, 30% land. And those seas are restricted from covering the land. Now, we understand 
sometimes when the rains bring the floods, etc., we can understand those acts of nature that take place, God allowing those things to happen, but the sea itself is bound. I gave a perpetual degree and that happened, that it cannot pass it. And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail. Though they roar, yet can they not pass over it. Look at verse 24. Neither say they in their heart, let us now hear from the Lord. He's talking about the, the, the people of Judah. Hear the word from the Lord God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter in his season, and reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. These are acts of creation that have taken place, but in essence, these are some of the things that took place after the flood. We'll be dealing with the flood in a couple of days, but after the flood is when harvest comes into existence. Seasons are established after the flood, the universal flood. And in addition to that, the rains, it never rained. For 1,500 years, it never rained on this earth. And now God, after the flood, allows rains. But the rains that I have given, we've read 22 and 24, let's look at 23. But here this people has a revolting and a rebellious heart. And they revolt and, and they're not going to do what I tell them to do. A connection between the prophet, the prophecy, and creation itself dealt with here. Look over in chapter 10 now, verse 12. Chapter 10. We'll read a couple of verses here. Showing you the connection between the prophet, the prophecy, and creation. And how he uses creation in his conversation with the people. Verse 10 of chapter 10. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, an everlasting God. That word everlasting, olam, means forever. Uh, olam in Hebrew. It's the same word used in chapter 23 of Genesis to describe the eternality of God. El olam, one of the names of God. He's a living God, an everlasting God. At his wrath the earth shall tremble, and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Thus shall you say to them, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom. He hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. Here he is telling them, you're following other gods that did not have any role in bringing the earth into existence, in setting the heavenlies in place, and in another place, in using his arms to sweep the heavens with stars. And you instead, Judah, are going to be willing to father, follow other gods. This is basically very practical. You know, prophecy is very practical. It's speaking us, to us today. What are we doing? We're following other gods. We're listening to another religiosity being perpetrated upon us to tell us how we ought to live our lives. And so he's saying here in this connection between the prophecy, the prophet, and creation, don't follow the other gods. You're following false gods. You've got to understand I am the God that created all. I am the one that is in charge. Go to chapter 27 of the book of Jeremiah now. Just touching base with some of the locations of the connection. Thank you for taking a moment to study the book with us. We've been focused on the book of Jeremiah, which is a unique 
Prophecy. In fact, that's the title of a five-hour audio series that I have available. You can get it through going to our bookstore at our website, or you can call our toll-free number. Let me give you the website address. It's prophecytoday.com. Prophecy, P-R-O-P-H-E-C-Y, prophecytoday.com. That prophecy today is one word. You can go there and go to our shopping mall and order your copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, Jeremiah, A Unique Prophecy. Or call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Simple way to remember it, 8-PROPHECY-8. That's toll-free from across America, 877-674-3298. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments to study the Word of God with me as we've taken a look at the book. We need to stay in the book to understand the times in which we're living. And as we understand the times, we'll realize that the rapture of the church can actually take place at any moment. In fact, in the next moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...